Long time no see. Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. All right. Well, kind of a little bit of a delay on the podcast, but uh, new podcast alert. <laughs> free bet, free bet. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Um, one of the uh, topics we'll touch on is confidence. And uh, in this life, man, all, all you really have is your confidence. And the problem with a lot of people, why they lack confidence is not because they look in the mirror and they don't like what they see. It's because they're they're comparing themselves to everyone else. See, if if you only judge yourself based on what you have and what you are, then you really wouldn't have a lack of confidence. You would just try to probably, you know, either enhance that or you would just be comfortable in your own skin. But most people don't do that. Uh, and it's crazy, man. And I'm not going to make it like I have, you know, I've always been the most confident person because there's been times where I wasn't all that confident. You know, you look at somebody else and, you know, you're in, the, you're in junior high, high school, they getting all the girls, you ain't getting no girls and, you know, shit like that. Or somebody got nicer clothes and you got some fucked up looking clothes on <laughs> or something. And, you know, it affects your confidence. You know, it indirectly affects it. But uh, I, I'll just give you a little bit of insight. Well, not so much insight, but just, you know, my perspective on it. What I learned, especially in my adult life, is I'm confident because I don't I don't compare myself to other people, other men and 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 vice versa. Like I just don't do it. I, I think that when you're trying to grow yourself, you have to use yourself as the gauge. You should never want to compete with another man or another person because there's no point. Okay, Rudy. You ever have uh, been um I don't know, talking to a chick or something and somehow they bring up um uh, they bring up something about somebody else or some other dude or some, yeah. and, and it's not that it makes you feel, um, what's the word? You don't feel like a lack of confidence, but you just be like, like what? Like who? You yeah. know, it's, they're it, bringing someone else up will make you feel almost like you have to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like you're in competition with somebody almost. Yeah. You know, and it's not like it's not like it, it lowers it doesn't lower you, but now you brought someone else into the fold, so it makes you look at yourself. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> at the end of the day, you have to become so confident that it doesn't matter what someone says. It doesn't matter what someone drives. It doesn't matter how much money they have. You know, another thing too is what I what I keep into consideration is uh, even especially dealing with women. I. I know that any woman I pretty much dealt with, I'm not the most handsome guy they've ever been with. I know this. I don't have, I probably have, uh, they probably dated dudes with more money than me. Uh, you know, drive better cars, got a better job, smarter than me, college educated, all this shit. Probably got a bigger dick than me too, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. My shit work. <laughs> but it's just about being confident, man. You got it. All you got in this world is confidence. And if, if you can't, if you can't properly use that as a tool through life, you're going to have problems, bro. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, kind of like what you're saying. I, I think that, I think we should have, I don't even know if this 
makes sense. I just thought of, I think maybe you should have more confidence in things that are, um, like you can't change. Thank you. Like you're, you're, you're all, you know, you can't, you know, once you reach a certain age of maturity, you can't grow any taller. Exactly. You know what I mean? You, 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 you could, you can, you can change your physique, but to a certain extent, you know what I mean? You, unless you're, you know, like a, you know, a work addict or work, a workout addict, you know what I mean? You're not going to be able to change your physique. Um, your, you know, your hands are going to be the same size. Yeah. You, you, you're always going to, you know, you're always going to be a certain attractiveness to women. You know, you, yeah. you might have a consensus that you're just a, a nine. You might have a consensus that you're a six. <laughs> All girls might think you five or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So the things that you can't change, like yeah. those are the things you just kind of got to grow to just be comfortable with. Exactly. You know what I mean? And exude that confidence no matter, no matter if you, you know, um, ugly or not or whatever, whatever, yeah. the, whatever the case may be. But when it comes to, um, other things that you can change, those things you can grow confidence in. Definitely. You know what I mean? If it comes to, you know, getting a better job or, oh, yeah. you know, money or whatever the case may be, you can always, um, you know, you can always grow confidence on those areas. If you, Definitely. if you broke, if you riding a get bus or whatever, um, if you riding the, the city bus, then you know what I mean? Get on your grind, put in applications or whatever, and try to better yourself. Um, Definitely. You know what I mean? So if you, if you don't, if you aren't comfortable with your weight, if you, if you're, if you lack confidence in your physique and you, you know, you don't, you think you, you wearing size 55 pants and you ain't really feeling that no more. Like, you know what I mean? You don't even need a gym membership. You could go to the park or, you know, yeah. run, run up some hills or anything like that. And definitely start eating more healthy and, you know, you'll knock them pounds off. Definitely, man. Perfectly articulated. I, I like the, the, the outlook you gave on that. Um, but, you know, another thing, too, is this is confidence is not only important for all the reasons you mentioned. Mm-hmm. In addition to this, okay, some dudes are so insecure, they always want to compare themselves to other guys and all of this shit. But here's the thing. This is why you should really be confident. There is only one you. Mm-hmm. There's only one you. Yeah. Only one you. If if for some reason you feel like, you know, you, you, you know you're always being compared to some other guy or you are, you feel threatened by some other dude, you got to get up off of that. There's only one you. Let's mm-hmm. say your girl broke up with you, right? You, she could never get that back, bro. Mm-hmm. She could never get. There is no man on this planet that's going to be like you, yeah. Ever now, if you're a complete piece of shit, okay, then that's different. She could find a piece of shit anywhere. Yeah. But if yeah. you actually value yourself, see, my thing is this: I'm confident for reasons that don't have anything to do with looks. I feel like I'm a solid five with mm-hmm. a with a with a well groomed beard. I'm a solid six, <laughs> but. I'm a pretty funny guy. Um, I feel like I have a okay. Uh, I'm a, what I say at least a twelfth grade, twelfth grade uh, education. Um, <laughs> I have what do you put on application? Some college. <laughs> I have some college. Mm-hmm. So it's like at the end of the day, the things that I do have, I'm confident about those things. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> Like, no one could sink my ship. At one time, they could. But you can't sink my ship. Oh, you ain't shit. Or, oh, you this or that. Or, oh, you ugly or whatever. I'm just thinking, like, okay. Because you're not ugly to everybody. Mm-hmm. First of all. 
Yeah, there, true. yeah. There's women that will love you. I, I got made fun of when I was a kid, like, oh, big ass eyes, big ass lips. But when I got older, chicks was like, oh, I like your lips, they sexy. I'm just like, okay, yeah. I like, <laughs> I like the way your eyes protrude out. <laughs> it's funny because we both did the little head thing. Oh like, my like God. <laughs> oh man! I think um, one thing though, like, like I kind of agree with you saying, but sort of like a derivative of what you saying, like, um, there, there's really, you know, there's really no use in comparing yourself to thank you to other people when it comes to. The, you know, there's obviously like you know, like Prison Bay or something like that. Yeah, like everyone's not gonna look like that. But yeah. that same girl that may you know have liked his Instagram page may also like you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like you know, kind of like the things that you can't you can't really you know you you come out of your you know your your genetic makeup kind of shapes the way you look. Exactly. But um, when it comes to stuff you can change, I think it's. It's not really okay to like compare yourself to other people, but you can also um, sort of uh, use people as motivation. Yeah, you definitely. So if you if you um, you know you scrolling down Instagram and you see some dudes with their shirt off, don't get mad at them and like yeah. you know start hating on them. Just exactly. be like, oh, okay, I, I think you know I, maybe I should get in the gym or maybe I should you know watch my watch what I'm eating more. Maybe stop eating exactly. fast food or if you see. Somebody with a nice car, you know, figure out how yeah. they did it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Don't don't hate on them. Just figure out how they got their money up. Figure out how they got their credit right, and there you, um, go. you know, use those same tools and apply them to your life. Yeah, that's a great, <clears throat> that's, that's a great point. Very profound. Um, and the cool thing about that is, is like some people can't genuinely say what I'm about to say, but like you just said, when I see people that are doing good, or I'm like, man, like my thing, I would genuinely see another dude. And uh, they'll, they'll probably have a nice suit on or nice mm-hmm. sh- shoes and stuff. I'm like, hey man, hey bro, you look good, man. You know, mm-hmm. you know. And my thing is, is I'm not. Uh, I don't feel what's the word? I don't feel insecure in my sexuality for complimenting another man. Yeah. Like if the guy looks good, I'll let him know. Yeah. You know, or here's the thing: as men, we also realize when a dude is ugly or handsome. Like, if a dude is handsome, they're not going to be like, hey, that guy's handsome. <laughs> we fucking know it. Yeah. Because if a dude is ugly, look at this ugly ass nigga. Yeah. Ugly. If you know the opposite, you know. You know. Looks, yeah, yeah, you know. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why, That's why you know, I have a realistic outlook on myself. And it's not because of how I, you know, how I stack up against other guys. Yeah. It's just how I feel. It's more of a, a sense of feeling. But that doesn't affect my confidence. Yeah. I, could, I could speak to any woman I want. doesn't matter how hot she is or... If she thinks she's out of my league, I'm just going to be myself. Yeah. You know, and, you know, the thing about it, too, is a lot of men, their their confidence and ego takes a shot when they get rejected. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I've been rejected a lot. It doesn't do anything to me. Yeah. I've had chicks reject me and then come after me later. Yeah. Because I, I accept the rejection so good. And, I, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, it's cool. Hey, hey you know, you have a good one. Enjoy your day, you know? Yes. And then I see them later down. How have you been? Yeah. So, like, are you seeing anybody? I'm thinking, like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Didn't you just, like, totally throw me in the toilet? Like, and now, you know, now mm-hmm. you're coming back. So. Yeah, that that's one thing, too. I think yeah. as um, younger men, 
Um, I don't know if women go through it so much because, you know, they get a lot of attention no matter exactly. how attractive they are or yep. not. But as younger men, you know, you can, there, I, I, I once had a roommate, um, and he was, you know, average looking guy. He was yeah. kind of, you know, short, short, heavy set. He, he definitely was a person that lacked confidence, but yeah. at the same time, he, he, he would always be attracted to like the most attractive girl in, in a situation. So we would be at a party and he'd be like, oh man, I need to you know, t- try to talk to this girl. And I'm thinking in my head, like, you know what I mean? I don't know what she's likes. I don't know what she likes, but there's like, there's like, le- you, there's like leagues, you know what I mean? Exactly. There's, there's a major leagues, there's triple A, there's double A. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? To increase your chances of playing well, you might want to like stick to double A or triple A. If that's you, true. If you, you know, instead of trying to go straight to the major leagues. So that's true. That's one of those things where like, you know, I guess early on, a guy a guy can um, lose his confidence based on getting rejected a lot. But, yeah, you, 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 yeah. But that what I'm saying is like, you know, don't allow thank you anyone else to you know shape your confidence like that. You gotta you gotta be comfortable with yourself to know that if a girl rejects you, it's okay. It's you know, billions of women in the world, so. Yeah, you got you touched on something great, and I'm I'm gonna touch on something else too. I know this is completely just going off on a tangent, but <laughs> date date somebody in your tax bracket, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying you should just be if you broke, just date a broke person or whatever. I mean, better yourself. And yeah. somebody seeing that, you know, I'm sure they wouldn't mind. But that also goes into it too. If you like, if you uh, what do you say? If you if you feel like you like a five and you going after nothing but girls as tens, mm-hmm. then it's like, bro, like what you're gonna get rejected a lot, and if it affects your confidence, that's your own fault. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying I'm just saying like be more realistic and go, go where you're welcome on yeah. a on an average yeah. more, you know, because mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, I've seen guys that just literally. And the thing about really pretty women too, what they do is they will friend zone the fuck out of guys, and these same dudes with confidence problems be sticking around like. Yeah, I think you know. I mean, we think we think we're going to the next level. Like, what to lunch? What are you talking about? What are you doing? Like, yeah. you know, there are there are plenty of beautiful women that are not tens. Yeah, you know, and yeah. a ten a ten to me is somebody that you'll see uh, on fucking uh, Instagram or some other shit. She yeah. may be a ten, but I'm not really attracted to tens. Yeah. I'm to be honest. I like I like I like like. Regular women, like yeah. I, you know, I like moms. I like, I like girls in college. I like shit yeah. like that. I don't like that Instagram fucking mm-hmm. booty pic. You know, what I'm saying? yeah. <laughs> so. There's also I've I've run into like girls that you know aren't ideally you know would be considered like you know one of those Instagram worthy exactly. girls, but for some reason she's just cute to you. Hell yeah, she may got a little something wrong with her. She might be a little bit cross eyed or something. <laughs> 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 she got uh, a cute smile. So yeah. yeah, the smile, but the eyes everywhere. <laughs> Damn, I can't, I can't never, I can't remember if I ever ran into a chick that was cross-eyed that I was attracted to her. I don't think so. Either. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds crazy. You know, there was oh, actually, there was one chick. She was actually kind of cute, but she was cross-eyed, 
And uh, I wasn't flirting with her or anything. I just I was just making up a conversation. She was an old coworker. Yeah. And she kind of blew me off as if I was trying to make a pass at her. Yeah. And I was thinking in my mind, because you know I don't call women, to, I don't call them the b word, but I was thinking in my mind like you cross eyed bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, I think men and. and as men, I really believe that we all we all call women the B word in our head, even if you don't like verbally say it. Mm-hmm. At least I won't say every man, but man, I definitely have many times. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, what the hell? <laughs> nah, but uh, back to what you were saying, man. Being around someone in your in your league, I really don't believe anyone is out of your league. But realistically, leagues exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> realistically, leagues exist. Yeah. And, you know, if a chick looks at me and they're like, oh, God, you know. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Then it's all right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be mad at them. You don't have to like Espe- me. Uh, one thing now is like where you where um, there's so many different friendships and relationships coming through social media. Yeah. So and now now more so, more so than ever, you don't really get that opportunity to like show your personality exactly. you know what i mean you're just uh you're just a picture like people are falling in love it, with pictures it, it, oh yeah exactly because you look at my pictures it's not very impressive yeah. you're gonna have to see me in person <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that it's like you know i think once people get to know me and they see you know i actually have humor and and genuinely funny and kind of smart mm-hmm. and then it, it kind of i don't say it gives me leverage but it helps me leverage that situation yeah you know, because if you're just looking at pictures, you're gonna swipe. Was it swiping left? <laughs> yeah. But they don't like. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm pretty sure. I did that Tinder. I, I that Tinder shit. I had it for a couple of days. I deleted it. It's just horrible. It's so <laughs> it's so superficial. I caught myself like swipe left, swipe left, swipe left. That's and a I'm, young man's game. Yeah, it's a young. That's horrible. Yeah. It's just horrible to judge people off of pictures. You have no other content. You have nothing else to go off of but that. Mm-hmm. This is horrible. Yeah. You know, somebody could, and imagine somebody could look good and you meet up with them and they completely are just a piece of shit. Yeah. So it's like, it's just, you're wasting your time there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, ultimately though, um, in the grand scheme of all the shit that we talked about right now, even getting off topic a little bit, don't let anything affect your confidence. Your confidence is the key word. Yeah. Your confidence. That's all you got. That's yep. all you got. Don't let nobody make you feel less. Yeah. Some people try to. They be like, I got this kind of car. So what you what you got? You need to be like, like what? Yeah. Like how's that? Like what? Like bro? Like that's all you got? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I got a old truck, a 1994 Chevy Silverado. Yeah. Man, do you think I give a fuck what people think about me? I'm not broke, but I ain't got to prove I got money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I confidently go every... I could leave the house looking like Homer Simpson and still not give a fuck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's one thing, too. Like, never put your confidence in something that, you know, can be gone tomorrow. Thank you. Because it's, you know, materialistic stuff is, you know, here and there. If you If you... If you only feel confident when you walk out of the house in some new Jordans, then, you know, you're going to have a long life. <laughs> <laughs> or your car or whatever. Because just, just as many, or clothes or whatever, because there's going to be, you could, like, I wasn't best dressed in 
like in eighth grade with like half of my clothes from the thrift store. Bro, so like, <laughs> man, I'm telling you. So, in, or you can, like, I have an old Jeep and, like, people be complimenting me on my car all the time. So, it's like, you know, th- those things are, like, here and there. So, yeah. like, you know, somebody in a Lexus may never, ever get a compliment on their car, but, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody will compliment me on my Jeep or whatever. Yeah. So, it's like, it's just, it's more so about the person. Like, you know, the person yeah. get out feeling like he the man, then he the man. Yeah, I, and I think another thing, too, just to go off topic a little bit, I just think getting all these materialistic things to kind of compliment you, it's a lot of it's a waste of time because it does nothing to you. It's just an empty purchase. Mm-hmm. It's like you're ex, you're expecting a thing to, to add value to yourself when that value should have been there already. Yeah. I don't care if you got $5 to your name, that the confidence that you have, is of more value than a motherfucking Lexus. Yeah. You know, so you can't you can't allow those things. That, there are some dudes that, and I'm, I hate to be, you know, um, what's the word, uh, derogative. Mm-hmm. It could be somebody that's overweight and they go out and they buy a $350,000 car. Yeah. That's not going to change the fact that you got, uh, that you insecure mm-hmm. and that you overweight and that you're trying to get something uh, to compliment you. Yeah. When all you had to do is be you, say, look, I'm big. It is what it is. I could better myself. I could. I don't have to look at people and be jealous or mad at them or tripping on them. I could improve myself. Yeah. And when you improve yourself, I'm going to tell you the number one thing. When you're improving yourself, women notice that. Mm-hmm. Women notice that shit. You don't got to be out always posting pictures of you driving a Lexus and all yeah. that. Man, I'm telling you. All you got to do is you could you could be in a pair of work boots and work pants and a dusty hat and a woman will be more attracted to you than a dude in a fucking suit. Mm-hmm. It's just about confidence, man. It's it's literally about confidence. Yeah. To go on that point, what you said, like, you know, people will notice that like people, you don't even have to be the most like um, present on social media. Exactly. You can post stuff every now and then. Yep. You may post like three pictures out of the whole year, but trust and believe there's people out there like, you know, they got their eye on you. Oh, just making sure You know, watching. And not not really in like a creepy way or, you know, checking yeah. up on you kind of exactly. way, just kind of like they scrolling it. through it. And they'll be like, oh, okay, such and such is doing this now. Okay, mm-hmm. this person, you know what I mean? This person got a new job. Or, oh, okay, this mm-hmm. person doing this now. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, the, the cool thing about it too is when you, when you walk, when you walk softly, meaning, you know, you live in life more than you talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you live life more than you talk about it, you know, because I, I utilize social media a lot. But when I when I do that, I don't I don't mention nothing personal about my life. Yeah. I don't mention nothing because it's nobody's business. So the whole thing is whenever you when you walk softly, you ain't trying to convince people of stuff. You just live in your life. Yeah. It's going to be people to recognize that it's more of a genuine. It's it's more genuine when you just doing you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're trying to make people believe shit. That's a reflection on your confidence. Because mm-hmm. now you like, hey, look at me. Uh, I drive this. Look at look at me. I got these rims. Yeah. You know, I you know I know that I look ugly, but I got yeah. a three hundred thousand dollar car. Niggas be having a uh, <laughs> they car is a Instagram icon. Yeah. yeah come on, bro. <laughs> Where your face at, man? Um, hey, yo, I'm not gonna say no names. I had this. I used to have this guy on on Facebook. I deleted him after I seen this. Mm-hmm. This guy was always trying to convince people 
uh, you know, of what he had. And I guess the guy had like a, uh, he drove like a Maserati or something. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, okay, that's good. You know, I even gave the guy a compliment. I was like, hey, man, it's like, that's a pretty nice car, man. You know? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, uh, he was like posting, like, he said something about his bills. He's like, this is why I grind. And he said, uh, I spend this much on this this month, this much on this this month, $300 on clothes a month. I'm like, yeah. what grown fucking man spends? Are you like metrosexual or something? <laughs> $300 a month on clothes? <laughs> like, dude, who are you yeah. trying to convince about this shit, man? Yeah. You know, and I'm not, look, I'm not trying to make any any jokes about another man's genitalia, but dude, you must motherfucking have a pinky dick. You got <laughs> to convince all these women or all these people. You really, men, when they do this shit, they're really just trying to convince women, dude. Yeah, that stuff will bite bite you in the butt too. Cause yeah, I've seen um, I've seen a couple people to where um, they'll do crazy stuff like posting their checks, posting yeah, stuff like. Stupid. I remember a guy posted a check, and um, I can't remember how many hours it was on the check, mm-hmm. but however, because he was um, he's basically bragging about you know how many hours he working. On top of the fact that he's getting paid a lot of money, okay, and he was working in the oil fields or something like that, yeah. Um, before you know they started laying everybody off, and um, however it came out, the 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 hours that he put in was more hours than there were in like an actual week, yeah. So like it didn't make sense, but somehow he was like bragging about the fact that he's like putting in all these hours, and we was just like, come on, bro, that's just pointless. Like you putting in two hundred hours or something, and it's just like. Like, dude, you, you, you're slaving yourself for this money. That's nothing to brag about. You keep yeah. that shit to yourself. Because yeah. a lot of the oil field industry is dead out here. Even if you got a good job, your job ain't safe. Yeah. So I think even if you're making a lot of money, keep your mouth shut and be humble. We're going to we're gonna go That's so sad. That. Yeah, those people be, you know. And I was, not to laugh or anything, but a lot of, you know, a lot of those, I wouldn't say a lot, but some of those people do have a, like a little bit of an ego. Like, oh, yeah. I'm working in the oil oh, fields. Yeah. I'm making oh, a yeah. $100,000 a year. Oh, yeah. And then a couple summers ago, people on TV crying, like, I don't know how I'm going pro- to provide for my family. My, my family. Yeah. I have a kid in school. And Bologna sandwiches. I have a Suburban I have car payments on. I'm just like, bro. You know, it's No one feels sorry for you. I, nah, not at yeah. all. Not at all. Because I'm going to tell you something. The whole time you're buying C-Doos and lifted trucks and all of that, mm-hmm. I'm on the sideline being humble. And the funny thing about it, a lot of those guys that were in the oil field for years, and then when I got my Class A license, they was like, man, you wasting your time with trucking. Ain't no money in trucking, man. Da, 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 da. And I knew that was a lie. There is money in trucking. There's a lot of money in trucking. Yeah. So I would just mind my business. I said, I told myself, I want to take a different lane because this is the lane I want to go in because that, that everybody's going to need trucks always. Yeah. So it's a more reliable line of business. And they was like, oh, man, you need to come to oil fields. You need to come to oil fields. Same guys telling me this shit mm-hmm. are the ones in my inbox now. Hey, man, like, how'd you get on when you got on, man? <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, this same motherfucker was trying to tell me there wasn't no money in it, and now you want to, you know? Yeah. But I don't play God with people. I will still help you out. <laughs> That's real. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. you need a helping hand, I'm here. Yeah. Well, anything else to chime in on that, man? It's all, man. All right, man. Making sacrifices. Making sacrifices. Where do I start, man? It's it's crazy, man. A, a lot of my life, I've had to make. Well, more or less in my adult life, 
I had to make sacrifices. And typically from that sacrifice came a reward. And it don't happen overnight. You mm-hmm. can't expect it to change in two weeks or may, or a week or anything. All you can do is just keep your head up and grind. And I'll give you a little bit of perspective on this. When I first got my Class A license, I was, before, before I went and got it, I was working at a job. You could call it a dead-end job. It paid my bills, but it didn't really pay me that much. And uh, I kind of really start reflecting on myself and, and what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And uh, I said, look, man, I'm trying to make as much money as I can while I'm young. Because I know that, you know, my future is, 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 is not promised, for one. And two, why would you bear, why would you live and work a job where you barely take care of your bills and then you don't got no money for really nothing else mm-hmm. and you're just cool with it I wasn't I lived in a world of complacency for six years at a job when after that year I should have said oh I don't want to do this but you become comfortable in a in a a situation you shouldn't be in sometimes that's how it is and I just told myself man I was like 29 because this happened a couple years ago because now I'm 33 I said, man, I got to do something with my life because I want to be somebody. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen in my life. And, you know, maybe I may have a family someday. You know, I may be older, but shit, who knows? I could end up 36 having a kid. You know, you never know. So mm-hmm. make a long story short, um, I put everything on the line. Um, I quit my job. I got my last paycheck and I took off to Fontana, California. I went through a trucking school out there and... Um, all I had was the clothes on my back. I had an apartment out here in Bakersfield. And um, I left all my shit in the apartment. And I said, you know what? Uh, if I'm over the road, then I'll just take all my stuff out of the apartment, put it in storage, and just be on the road. When you're a truck driver, you basically don't even have a home. You're living on that truck. So I said, you know what? If this is what I have to do, like, God, if it is your will, then I'm going to put my best foot forward. And what I get out of this is going to be my, what I put into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went through there. Um, getting in a truck for me was extremely intimidating. Being in a in a vehicle that big after driving a conventional conventional vehicle your whole life, it's a it's a culture shock. So I'm trying to I'm learning how to shift and how to turn and how to back up and all of that. And it, and there was times when I first got when I first started driving, I was like, man, this shit might not be for me. But yeah. then I'll, before I go to sleep, I'll pray and be like, God, if it's your will, just, you know, continue to continue to, you know, keep me focused. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not going anything worth something is not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. So you just got to stick with it. So once I got through that course, I went over the road. I went to over 20 something states. I'm, I'm thinking around, I think, I think like I think like 28 states I went to. Yeah. And I'm literally going across the country. I went from being. A small time guy, a small town guy from Bakersfield, California, and I'm over here in Chicago. I'm in New York. I'm in Ohio. I'm everywhere, taking mm-hmm. loads everywhere. I, it, it was. It's a beautiful country. I will say that America's beautiful. There's so many. It's, it's like each state is like its own country. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I seen I seen America, um, and which was awesome, and. Uh, what ended up happening is, is uh, I had some situation going down, and I ended up coming home a little bit early. I was only o- over the road for 
like two months, a little over two months. Mm -hmm. And I got home and I had some connections. A buddy got me a local job and, and the trucking industry has been good to me. Um, I started off, you know, with a smaller company, got my experience. And uh, now I work at a job hauling fuel and I'm blessed. I'm thankful that I make a pretty good wage. I can take care of myself yeah. and, and do what I need to do. Mm -hmm. But that all came with a sacrifice. And if you're listening to this right now and you feel like, you know, you're you, you're kind of complacent, you don't know what you want to do, you're at a dead-end job, the job that's, that there's no room for growth, then I think it's important for you to, to search inside yourself to search inside yourself for something better. If you want better, that's okay, but you got to start take, taking the steps to do it. Yeah. You know, don't be like me. I took six years at a job that wasn't giving me anything back. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I don't care where you work. I don't give a fuck where it is. I don't care if it's freaking Taco Bell. I don't care if it's fucking Carl's Jr. I don't care what job it is. If, you're, if your objective is to grow in that company, then I applaud you. Mm -hmm. I applaud you because you want to be better. Yeah. You go from making uh, cheeseburgers to now you shift manager. Then you go to being store manager. Then you be a district manager. Then you end up being a vice president. Mm -hmm. That happens, man. Yeah. And it, it all comes to sacrifice, man. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your perspective? I know you got a lot. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, sacrifice is um, a big thing. I think for me, mine is not as drastic as yours as far as like, you know, you working at a job or something. But going to school, you know, that there's a lot of sacrifices that come with that. Oh, yeah. Because so I think school is like, or, you know, college, I would say, is like, so you, I, I guess there's a couple different perspectives. Like, I went to a junior college first. So junior college has its own, its own, like, set of issues that kind of come with it. Um, exactly. Because, you know, a lot of times it's a lot of, it's a lot of your, um, a lot of your friends there. So your friends, well, I just seen one of my good friends just last night at Walmart and, you know, he was over there, um. Working hard, sweating and whatnot. Yep. But uh, he was a, uh, he was. I wouldn't call him a bad influence, but a lot of times when you're in school and you know you fresh out of you fresh out of high school and um, all the kids that you didn't go you didn't get to go to high school or junior high with, but you knew for a long time. Yep. And then y'all all meet up and y'all all just kind of like hanging out and you know you might have some of the same classes or you might not, but y'all just like kicking it at school, y'all going out to eat and then when it comes time to actually do homework and study you're just kind of like oh man i'm tired i don't yeah. really want to do that so and then that you know that kind of has a domino effect to where by the end of the semester you you know you done failed like two or three classes and then you know you got to take those classes over and then that just add and then that class is only offered one time a year so you got to wait till a whole full year to take it again and hopefully your grades is good by that time so you can actually um register for classes early so you know when it comes to school like so you sacrificing you sacrificing you sacrificing time you sacrificing exactly. hanging out with your friends yep. and then you know going to a university you know it has its own set of problems where you know there's more of a legit um that's not a bear folks go ahead <laughs> there's more of a legit like you know college <laughs> campus so there's sporting events, there's clubs, there's parties, there's, you know, people of the opposite sex or, you know, whatever you, whatever, Definitely. you know, people that you find attractive and, oh, yeah. 
um, there's some, I guess what you would call like so many temptations where it's like, if you don't, if you don't go into school with the, with the correct mindset, then you will, you will completely get screwed over. We would like, we would laugh at, <laughs> it's kind of bad, but we would laugh at like freshmen because freshmen, there would be some freshmen that, you know, they get there and they think in college is whatever. I don't know what their, you know, their initial um, feelings yeah. about college is, but they get there to college and then by the end of the, the first semester, you see every one of them like moving out, like all the people that basically aren't coming back to school the next semester because they, yep. they either failed out or, you yep. know, their parents are like, nope, if you, you know, if you go into school and you're getting all F's, like, why am I paying this? So exactly. It's just like, there's so, there's so many um, different things that you, you know, you just kind of got to be conscious of. And it, it's, it's a little bit difficult for, for, um, younger people to, you know, that's why, um, you know, everyone has a different path and it's, exactly. it's really rare that people graduate at like 22, 23 years old yeah, just because super rare. getting through college is a, is a, is a real journey and it takes Definitely. a lot of sacrifices and, you know, life gets in the way, whether it's, you know, finances or your grades or whatever, but you know what I mean? The, the sacrifice comes and, you know, with that stick to itiveness that if you have a goal in mind and you you know you know you want to accomplish it then you, you get it done so i don't know <clears throat> i mean in, in your case because there's also you know the the work did you you know working odd jobs and things of that nature um college for me just to reference college college for me is i would say when i first went i was i was pretty much a fuck up mm-hmm. like I, I got there I ran into guys that I went to, you know how you split up yeah. after junior high. A lot of yeah. guys go to other schools. Like, a lot of guys I went to school with, uh, I used to go to Kern. They start going to West High. I went to BHS. We met back up at BC. Yeah. So, I got all my homies from, from BHS and all my homies from West High. And we all up there just laughing, having a good time, chasing having- down girls and you know what I'm saying? Always going to all the parties every weekend parties. and throughout the week. Man, I was partying on like Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Uh, Tuesday, we was going to the hookah bar. Yeah, it, man. Well, we didn't have hookah back then, but we yeah. was always we was hitting up all the house parties. Yeah, and just nobody really gave a shit. Mm-hmm. I think when a, when a especially when a young person first goes to college. Yeah, it, I think the average person that goes to college is going to love the experiences more than the education. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna buckle down right away because they're gonna meet some, <laughs> they're gonna meet some girl that they're like, oh man, she's fine, you know. They're gonna be more focused on that girl than they grade. Yeah, you know, they're gonna be fucking up for a little bit before they get it straight. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's crazy, man. And you know what I noticed too is a lot of the girls I be trying to get with at BC, you know. They be having good grades, but my grades be fucked up. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm in a class with a D and they got an A. Like, you know, I'm putting this effort to deal with these chicks mm-hmm. and my grades are fucked up. So it's like, <laughs> eventually you got, before I left BC though, I had a three point, I had a 3.0. So mm-hmm. yeah, good, kudos to me. But, um, mm-hmm. but pretty much the rest of the time I was fucking up. <laughs> I was on academic probation. They took my financial aid away. I had to write a fucking letter about how regretful I was for fucking up. Yeah, at the I did that. I put, I put all kind of lies in there. I'm, I come from a poor family, so 
instead of doing homework, I had to work to pay the bills. Oh, man, that's bad, man. I throw a Martin Luther King reference in there. (laughs) Martin Luther King would want me to have financial aid because as a black man, you need leverage in the school system. Just making up bullshit just to get that fucking check, man. Well, Barack yeah. Obama inspired me. I'm, I'm gonna come back next semester and do really well and all kind of. Oh nonsense. yeah, Bar- Barack was in there. See, I'm well. Shit, I can't relate because back when I was in college, we had Barack we was, still no, we still had Bush, brother. Yeah, Barack was not. Yeah, Barack was Barack was wasn't in yet. <laughs> I still had Bush, so I couldn't I couldn't use Bar- Barack as inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. So they wasn't buying no, you know. Yeah, mine's is basically more or less making up lies and then admitting my my fuck ups like yeah. you know I will do better next time. Yeah, and then you get that check and then you do a little bit. You do better. the same do thing, the same dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was my my grades were so terrible. At, at, I couldn't at, believe that when you told me. I was in shock. Yeah, I was that senioritis like really carried over. Mm. Cause I was well, I, I didn't. My my grades as a senior was not was not that great. Really? Um, yeah, I failed the class actually. Oh wow! But it was it was it was an AP it was AP physics. Yeah. And I was doing good in it. Um, I was doing okay. I was kind of like borderline and um, like I I just didn't put the work in. That's yeah. Just kind of what it came down to. And then eventually, like I ran out of time to finish a project on the last day, so I didn't even go to my final. I just you said fuck it. Yeah, I was like, I'm already graduating this yeah. AP. Like, I still ended up having like even with that failed class, I had like a three point two four. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, man. See, yeah. what's funny is is uh, my senior year, I already had graduated at the beginning of the year. Basically, senior mm-hmm. year, I was already ahead of the game, so I used to fuck around a lot. I used to miss some classes, but yeah, at, at BHS, you had open campus. So yeah. back then, in like two thousand two. I would just walk off the fucking campus and go get something to eat. They'd be like, hey, where are you going? I'd be like, wherever I want. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the classes I only kept, I kept them for eligibility for football. Yeah. It's like I didn't need anything. I just needed, and then uh, I had an English teacher. I had just some some random English class, you know, just for just for uh, GPA purposes. Man, it's hard to find motivation in your last year mm-hmm. of school. In your last year and then in your last... Because at the beginning of the year, you got football. So it's like, exactly. you know, you're you going to keep your grades up at least enough to play ball. Yep. But once football is over... That's, and that school year feel over. Yeah. You in that last... I was going... I was showing up to English class, like 10 minutes left in class. <laughs> not going sometimes. I was late every day. <laughs> And wasn't even tripping. I would miss. I would miss my. Uh, I had a uh, like a TA class where I would yeah. just basically sit in there and Me do too. homework, and then yep. I would just. I would never go to that class. I had a class. I, I TA'd a class my senior year, and uh, I didn't know. I didn't give a fuck about those students. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember uh, she couldn't control the students in the class. They was always yelling and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then she was like, she asked me. You're not gonna help me calm down the class. I was like, man, my job is to grade these papers. Right. I, I'm I'm 18. I'm barely older than these damn kids. She in gonna here. put that on you. I was like, man, on, I ain't gonna be your TA if you trying to play me like that. That's funny. You, <laughs> I ain't getting paid like you, teacher. Right. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man. Yeah, you can definitely get distracted. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, all those experiences or random things we just talked about, um. They're all like they're the prequel 
to you making a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. All those fuck ups, all that bullshit, and, and you you sit back and you do some self reflection and yeah. say, look, this is what I need to do to propel myself because what I'm doing ain't working. Yeah. And then eventually, when you see that and you start <clears throat> making these sacrifices, it's not like you get excited. It's just that you just it's just like it's a stepping stone from one thing to the next. Yeah. It's a process. One thing one thing too is like when it comes to school. Go, you know, you go to elementary school where everything is structured. You're sitting in one class the whole time. And then you get a little bit more freedom in junior high. You switch, you starting to switch classes. So you got like seven periods or something where you get a little bit more freedom on like, you know, you may, you may have um, a little bit more freedom on what kind of classes you can take. And then you get to high school and you get a little bit more freedom where it's like, okay, I like to take these kind of classes for electives. I may take a few art classes. I may join. Definitely like the choir and stuff. And yep. then you get to college, you got the utmost freedom. Yep. And for somebody that's like not really prepared for that mentally or don't really, you know, don't really have someone that went to school before him to kind of guide him and be like, hey, exactly. you need to do this and you need to do that and you need to show up to class. Because, yeah. you, you know, there's like these myths that people have about college where some, you know, they'll be like, oh, they're not taking attendance or, you yep. know, you don't even have to go to class in college, man. You just do the homework and, you know, you just turn in your homework and you'd be good. They don't even give out homework in college. Mm, you just yeah, take right. the test. And it's like you get to college and all that stuff is a lie. It's a fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> they taking attendance every day. They're giving yep. out homework every single day. The test is still hard. And it's just like, yeah, like, bro, y'all, y'all, well, like, what happened? I thought. Yeah, yeah. these yeah. professors are so fucked up. They give you so much work. Mm-hmm. Like you, the only class they got. Like, yeah, and then man. they give you so much work, and then don't even grade the work. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, uh, I'll be watching them. Like, grade my shit. <laughs> like, I spent two days working on that. I just seen you throw it in a pile. You got me yeah. fucked up. You better take that shit back out and read it. Right. You'd be like, Professor Smith. Um, you know that one assignment we did. Yeah. Uh, like the first week of school. Yeah. I'm trying to graduate, so I need to know if I passed or not. So can you nah. tell me my grade? But this is what I used to do. I would go up. I swear to God, I no lie. I don't want to be swearing to God on here, but this is the, what I, type of things that I would do. I would go up and I'd be like, "Hey, that paper I turned in, uh, uh, you know, because the pay, paper be like fucking twelve pages long, yeah, thirteen pages long." Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd be like, uh, "So what did you think about it when you read it?" You know, <laughs> like I want your perspective on this shit because I've been writing this paper, man. It took yeah. me forever. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, it was good. It, it was well executed. I'm either thinking like I need something more specific, motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. General, general nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Like to give me some general. And it's just because you could skim. It's like so they could skim through it. Yeah. I would have to, I would, I remember I would have teachers that just looked like they was running around like a chicken with their head cut off. Yeah, they didn't get Like, I'd be walking through the, the, the hall that all the, the student, or the film students was in, mm-hmm. and it would just be like, he would, he just looked like he was running around sweating all day, like running from classes, picking up papers, and teaching, he was teaching like all, he was the one that they just kind of threw everything on. So, it was like, like a teacher was out sick for the semester, or oh, they made goodness. it, I mean, they may have caught some whatever and that was out the whole semester and it was just like they just kind of pawned everything on him like oh you want to teach and it'd be the most random classes that he was teaching he was teaching everything from like screenwriting to like i don't know like the most um 
novice class that we have, like film 101 or something like that, oh, all the man. way up to like the highest senior project classes. Oh, my He'd be like, man, I, just, I used to feel sorry for him. Like, man, uh, look, look, I'm not going to turn this assignment in just because I know you, you know, you working really hard. <laughs> <laughs> that is called, what is that, reverse psychology? You got his ass with that. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Keith. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you probably. Yeah, I mean, you you could say we kind of jumped off topic, but not really, because it's all it's it's all like collected information. Yeah. All right. You got anything else, brother? Nope. All right. Growing up poor. Growing up, I don't know how many people can relate to this. Yeah. Uh, but me, uh, there was times where you know. My family was doing okay, but a lot of times we were not. And growing up poor to me, I consider that an extreme advantage. And I will tell you why. Growing up poor will humble you so much that in your adult life, you are basically thankful for the air you breathe. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't take shit for granted. Because there's been times where Christmas time, I'm seeing all my friends in new shoes and and, uh, and, uh, PlayStations and... um, because uh, PlayStation it just came out in like 98 or 97 is when it first came out. So they got PlayStations, they got Super Nintendos, they got all this shit. There was times I didn't get shit on Christmas. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I didn't get shit but like a fucking scarf or some shit. I'm just like, man. Yeah. So, you, you know, growing up without, you know, times where, you know, we had to go to the, the uh, like, the food bank because we didn't have no food in the house. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you got to ask a relative for, for food or some shit. So, you know, things like that make you humble. You know, there's, I know some people my age that have never even been on a, on a fucking city, on a, on a get bus, on a city bus. Yeah. You know, they always, oh, my mom's going to get me right. Oh, my dad's going to. There was a time where we didn't even have a car sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, like, that's why I'm still humble to this day. Um, having food, uh, using food stamps. You know, being in, being kind of embarrassed going up to the register with that. I don't know if anybody remembers. Oh, the booklet. The booklet. Yeah, the, the booklet that had the food stamps in it. Like the brown ones was the dollar. You had the, the green blue ones. ones. The green ones were. Was it, green? Was it five? Five or I think it might have been five. Damn. Because, they, yeah, they had the $10 ones. I think that was brown. That brown one. Yeah, so I used to have like uh, food stamps and whatnot and. But, you know, I look back on it now, man, and I know it may sound weird to people, but I'm proud that I grew up poor. Because yeah. growing up with a fucking silver spoon in your mouth ain't going to help you in the, in the real world. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you have a much more... My thing is this. I don't fear the bottom. I've fucking been there. Yeah. Okay? So I don't feel like, oh, I'm going to lose everything. If I lost everything, I'm going to be all right. Because yeah. I've already been without... I've been without shit. Yeah. I've been to the time where I had to I had to sleep on my my best friend's couch for a little bit, so I've lost more than some people have ever fucking had, mm-hmm. you know. So when I tell you I'm blessed, I'm blessed today. It don't got nothing to do with money. Do I make? I make. My thing is this: I'm not giving nobody telling nobody what I make, but at this point in time, I make more money than I've ever made in my life. And guess what it means. Not a goddamn thing. Doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean nothing. Because I'm blessed to just wake up in the morning. I'm yeah. blessed to just um, uh, get a good workout in. I'm blessed to like have people in my life. You know, I don't need all this extra shit that other people need. 
yeah. you know, or people think I should have, or, oh, why don't you live, you should, do, do, you should live here, why don't you wear this, why don't you have this, I don't need none of that, because yeah. growing up poor humbled me so much that anything that I've ever acquired, it's good enough for me, I don't need the best, because I already have the best, I'm blessed, I'm alive. Yeah, I think there's a, like a phase you go through, like Definitely. when you, when you in it, like, like there's a point when you're a kid to where you're just not really aware of exactly like being like there's a point in time where you don't even know you're poor. Yeah, that's right. Like you just be living life and you don't know you're poor until a nigga be like, "Bruh, you got on shacks." <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Dang, I thought these was clean." Ah, like, uh, you got LA gears on. Like, shit. My, my mom just got these. These are yeah. clean to me. Yeah, you, you got. <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers the LA gear that had the lights on the bottom. Oh. You had them in the back in the day. Everybody knew you was poor. Yeah. This yeah. motherfucking pony. The, what is it? The, uh, the, the pro, pro wings. Yeah, the pro wings. Oh, man. But you starters. Know, you got yeah, the starter joints. Starter joints. Yeah, everybody knew. The little champion. Yep, champion. It's like, man. And the thing. You know, oh, hold on. Hold up. Why is it that when you a kid, right, and or you in you in high school or whatever, mm-hmm. kids will make fun of you for not having some? Oh, look at the pants and pants is raggedy. That shirt ain't even a brand name shirt. Yeah. They'll crack a joke on you, but they broke. Their parents pay for all their shit. Yeah, but they will literally make fun of you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I had to grow up with a. My thing is, I was a big, I was a big time joker, and and uh, I used to roast a lot of people, and I mm-hmm. had to be tough like that. Because I grew up at a time where people will eat you alive mm-hmm. if you was poor. They would crack jokes on you about how poor you was and all this shit. Mm-hmm. So they crack a joke on me and I'll roast them because I didn't have no choice but to defend myself with words. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's crazy growing up like that, man. You know, you got you got some of your teammates, they already got Corvettes driving down the street in Corvettes while yeah. you and your and my dad, because my dad raised me. So <clears throat> you growing up and it's a time where your dad don't even got a vehicle because, you know, we was down on our luck. You know, the, the yeah. car broke down. And one of your teammates driving a fucking 2001 Corvette. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, bro, like, man, it That's humbles crazy. you. Yeah. It's a humbling experience. Def- I think what um, what I was trying to say was like, so, you know, you get that, that phase when you're a kid and you don't really know you're poor. You exactly. Just, you're just kind of living in it. And then, um, you know when people start roasting you become more and more aware of like yeah. you know how how financially in a bad or how you know how much in poverty you really is yeah right and then you know you 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 kind of get through that phase and maybe in high school your your you know your parents are you know they're doing well enough to maybe get you a pair of name brand kicks yeah. you know, at the beginning of the school year exactly. or something and maybe get you a few some pants at Ross or something like that and then you know you can look presentable for the for the whole um year Yep. And then you get older, and then you realize like none of that even matters. None of it matters. So it's like that kind of you know that kind of you know you got to get through that phase of exactly. like getting roasted and whatnot. But exactly. you know you're gonna wake up one day and be like, "Bro, I was tripping over nothing." Exactly. And it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a you know it's a it's a crazy experience. I I definitely wouldn't. It it, it does shape you. Um, in a good way. I, I will say, though, I don't think that, you know, there there's a guy named Gary Vee and he talks about how, like, you know, privileged people, like, are going to be 
the people in the future that aren't um like they're gonna lose because they don't have like the drive or they don't have the you know the 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 the, the want to get you know exactly. want to be further in life but I, I don't necessarily think that's true I think that um it goes both ways there are some people that are poor right now and yeah they'll die poor yeah just because they don't they don't have the desire to you know progress in life Thank and there's you. people that are rich that are the same and there's also people that are rich right now and they have rich parents that like I have like I think I mentioned it before like one of my um cousins is married into like a billionaire yeah. family and um the person my cousin is married to is like about to get his degree in like psychology and like all the children are like doing well for themselves they're not like yeah. you know none I don't think any of them are just kind of like living life and you know just yeah. screwing up and stuff they're yeah. all pretty you know successful people so exactly there's a, there there's a there's a um something too like seeing successful people firsthand like definitely it, it, it helps you to like um understand what it takes to be you know successful in any exactly. field so whatever you know whatever you're going through like there's a reason why there's like generational wealth because yep. it's not so much the money but the idea that you know, Donald Trump can get a million dollars from his dad there and you go. turn that million into there like go. billion. Great point. Um, and he's probably like not the great example to use, but if no, you take away is. all this political, he's the perfect example. Yeah. To use, so yeah, but you know, at the same time, like you know, I think for for me and you, we kind of like we 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 took what we took from poverty is like you know we don't want to live like that, so exactly. we have to find ways to better ourselves. Exactly. So we aren't, you know, leaving that legacy to ourselves and then leaving that to our children. There you go. So exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> that, that I take that seriously. And you know what? You made a great point. Um, you know, some people are poor and going to die poor. That's because they're 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 mentally enslaved to the idea of being poor. Mm-hmm. They don't believe in themselves. In order for you to grow yourself, you have to believe that it can happen. Yeah. And a person that's poor will look at somebody in a new car, in a brand new car, like a, a a Mercedes or something, going down the street, and be like, "Man, I ain't never going. Excuse me, I ain't never going to have that." Yeah, they will literally have that train of thought instead of saying, "Man, I'm on this bus. I'm gonna drive that car one day." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They don't have that same drive. And with with the family you mentioned, like the rich family, success can breed success because when someone knows what success is they can naturally, you know, adapt mm-hmm. to recreating that in their own lives. So that's why a lot of times, you know, there'll be people that work hard, they rich, but they work hard because they seen what their dad did. They seen what their grandpa did. They seen what their uncles have done. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, a, you know, it, it's not like somebody's just giving them something. They may have inherited something, but they yeah. are growing it. Yeah. You know, it. You know, it's, it's two examples. You said Donald Trump. That's one. That's probably the best one. And another one, believe it or not, Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And the reason why I say that, we all understand, you know, people say, oh, Kim Kardashian just sucked a dick. (laughs) And that's all she did. But first of all, first of all, why is it that, you know, so many other women have sucked dick for free and, and aren't doing anything with themselves, but they talk about Kim Kardashian. That's real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, Let's just keep it real. 
Yes, she had a sex tape, but look at what she has done. Yeah. Let me tell you how big of a deal Kim Kardashian is. Kim Kardashian is such a big deal that when I was doing uh, long-haul truck driving, I seen multiple trucks with her face. The truck itself and the trailer had Kim Kardashian on it to haul her products. That is how successful Kim Kardashian is. So the next time you talk about Kim Kardashian sucking dick on a porno, think about all the pornos you done made and you ain't made $5 off them. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. So. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. You know, Donald Trump, I, my father gave me a small loan of a million dollars. I'm just thinking like, you fucking it wasn't, that, it wasn't that huge. It was just a small lump sum of a million dollars. I was like, but at the end of the day, Donald Trump took that million dollars and turned that shit into a huge corporation. Yeah. You know, so I mean, hey, man. Um, yeah. I think one thing about black people, though, is we start so, like, I, I, have, this, I have this theory about, like, how long it takes to get a family out, out of poverty. Oh, man. And it's not real well formulated yet, but exactly. Um, just thinking about like my grandparents and then uh, like my parents, and then now I think so that would be like three generations, and I think now is going to be like the like I'm the first like I don't have any um, none of my grandparents or parents went to school, so like Got it. this is kind of like so I, I imagine that it takes like three generations to mm-hmm. like break poverty. Yeah. I don't have any like statistics on it, but uh, yeah, I believe, yeah, I believe that's I just kind of like what what I came up with. But but I think part of it is like like um, I just know stuff that like like that my parents just wouldn't know. Yeah, like, that's true about just making money or like yep. taking SATs and mm-hmm. like just just like Same the most here. stuff that you know I think is like you know not difficult to find, but exactly. Um, they just, you know, they just wouldn't really know how to. I, I, I think it's it, it's a, um, I won't say it's a generational cutoff. I just think there was a time where a lot of, in our case, a lot of black people were out of the loop, meaning they didn't, you know, that the, the information was there, mm-hmm. but it's almost as if they were not included. And a lot of that felt, you know, a lot of black people probably felt that they weren't worth it and they never really. They just like I need to find a good job. I need to find a good job yeah. instead of actually. It's important. It's more important to have information before you get a job. Yeah. Meaning college, you get a degree, and during the time you were getting your degree, you acquired a lot of information. Yeah. So before you go looking for work, you're not not only are you going to apply your degree towards your job, but now you got all this information. Mm-hmm. But when you don't go to school and you don't have other examples of how to enlighten you about these things now you're just going throughout the world oh uh, I heard Walmart's hiring oh I heard that get, uh, yeah that get a job thing is what crushes it crushes crushes people man. ain't nothing wrong getting a job you gotta take care of yourself but yeah. what what's your value yeah what is your value I actually touch on that too when I get a chance go ahead brother yeah this a thing like one one thing I think you know like the previous generations before us some stuff is like not really fathomable Exactly. So, um, you know, like stuff like, like, you know, obviously like being a doctor or a lawyer, those are things like you just kind of throw out. But I I don't think that some of those people in their, in their, in the real like depths of their heart really believe that, 
um, anybody they know could have done that. That's true. Like even um, I had I had a friend who was like a child actor, and he was in like a couple TV shows, and um, he he was in a movie and stuff. And um, I was like, "Yo, man, like I kind of want to do that too." So he's like, "All right, dude." He's like, "Just take these pictures, and then write write a letter to this address." And then um, they'll give you a call. So the people called my mom and then they talked to my mom and they were like, hey, like we want to meet your son and stuff like that. It was like, is it? And then the agency was in L.A. So there was like, oh, wow. is there a way that you can come out to L.A. and uh, we can meet you guys and stuff like that? And basically my mom was like, nah, like that's too much gas to be yeah. going back and forth. And, and um, like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So I think if like the there was like a lot of potential in that like who knows where i would have been today if she was just like you know that's that sounds like a good idea like let's drive out there and Mm -hmm. do some auditions and stuff but that's just you know not necessarily like you know a negative towards her yeah but it's just like those are the kind of things like that's that's the equivalent of saying like just get a job or you know yeah yes that is true and there, there, yeah, there are many scenarios in which, when which that takes place, especially when you don't come from a family with that has money like that. Yeah, you know, you miss out on a lot of opportunities. You know, a lot of things you want to do with your friends and things like that. Like, oh no, we ain't going there. You ain't. Oh, there's a good. I want to make this one point real quick. Go ahead. That if I know some of you probably listening probably watched that show Atlanta, and in the first season, um, there's a point in it where the dude Earn Childish Gambino's character has like. He has like um, a cell phone he's gonna sell, so um, he takes the cell phone to the pawn shop, and then he's like, "Hey, how much can I get for this?" I think they end up giving him like fifty dollars or something like that. And the dude he was with, um, I for, I forget the dude's name and the and the the character's name in the show, but it's the the um, the kind of like quirky dude that is like the Keith character that was in um, he was in uh, he was in Get Out, not the main character, but the one that that was nose was bleeding so that oh, guy oh, okay so um they're, they're both together the dude lakeith is the one that's um giving uh childish cambino's character the ride so they yeah. go to the pawn they go to the pawn shop they get the money and he was like yo you can keep the money right now but um i could take you to a spot where it'll it'll like you know triple your money and he was like but the dude lakeith is like yo if you need the money right now just keep it um but you know, I could take you to a place to where, um, you know, you can you can triple your money. So he's like, "Oh man, that sounds enticing. Like maybe I should just do this." So they end up going to the place. So the dude Lakeith takes him to another spot, and then basically they go to that spot and they do a trade. And then dude's like, "Charge Gambino's like, where's my money at?" He's like, "Oh, we got to go to this other spot, and then we're gonna trade for this, and then we're gonna get your money." So they go to another spot, and then. It's like they do they do some sort of exchange, and then uh, the dude Lakeith comes out, and then Charles Gambino is like, "Yo, where's my money at?" He was like, "Oh, cool." Um, he's like, "We just traded it for these pit bulls right here. These pit bulls are gonna wow. give birth, and then um, we're gonna get you your money, and then um, you're gonna get your money back at the, within like uh, three weeks or something like that." Wow. And then Charles Gambino's character is like, "Yo, like I need that money right now. Like I got a daughter, and I got a." A girl at home, and she got to pay the bills and stuff like that. Wow! And um, his point was like, like that's cool. Like making 
more money is cool, but he's like, we black. Like, we don't have time to invest. Yeah. Like, we can't wait three weeks to, like, get our money back. Like, we we need the money right now because we got bills right now. Yeah. And um, that's that like that's the sort of thing that happens in our community a lot. Like, we don't we don't have time to invest. Like, we have like we're in debt right now. We have bills right now. We got to pay rent right now. So the idea of investing is just like blasphemy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, all, although, you know, it's, it's, it sounds blasphemous, you know, from, you know, from that standpoint, basically, cause he needed the money. Now he had bills, he had a girl, he mm-hmm. needed for food, gas, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the investment coming back with the pit bulls was good. But what it is, is when you're not in a position to sit on money, mm-hmm. then it's hard to invest. It's hard to invest in anything when you need that now. Yeah. And, you know, and then that's that's extremely unfortunate. Yeah. That whole story is sad. Think about yeah. it. Yeah. But, you know, there's definitely disadvantages to being poor, but there are definitely advantages. Yeah. I, I think that the biggest advantage to being, to growing up poor is um, humility. Yeah. Y- you're going to be... Um, you're going to be humble. You know, you're going to be humble because, you know, life will humble you. Mm -hmm. But there are some people that overdo it. They be broke and never had shit their whole life. They start making money and they're blowing it all and being all flashy and putting money to their ear, posting pictures on. And it's just like, God, you know, so. Yeah, that's that's a problem in itself. I think yeah, one uh, yeah, definitely the, the I think the biggest advantage like you said is just just the humility. So you know like, you know, no matter how much money you get in your in your um bank account, you still going to be that same um I forget. Kanye West had a at a line I couldn't think of right now. <laughs> yeah. Something about it. Even if you're in the bins, you're still a nigga in the coop. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I think now when people reference Kanye, it's always something he said. Like he he said like in 2005 or something. Like he had some profound up until like 2015. Like he he was dropping gems, but now yeah, he's just talking about make America great again and whatnot. Poopity scoop. When I heard that shit, I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on right now? I was like, yo, this beat is kind of fire, but what is these poopity scoops? I'm just like, yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Like, and you know, the the sad thing about the whole thing is like, there's nobody to tell this nigga like, yo, stop talking about poop right now. Like, what's going on? (laughs) What are you doing, man? Yeah. Say a prayer for Kanye. All right, dear Lord. Kanye, 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 West, <laughs> Kanye West needs a cabinet, like you know, like the president be having like a cabinet to where yeah. they can advise him on certain issues yeah. or whatever. He needs one of those. He just need a therapist, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you got anything else to add on that one? Nah. All right, man. Texting one on one. Texting one on one. Um. I can't give advice on texting because I think that's just funny in mm-hmm. general. It's mm-hmm. all a vibe, man. It's all a vibe. But the crazy thing is in this technology, in this world we live in nowadays, something as small as texting can like literally, a shape, it could shape a person's opinion about you. You know what I mean? And it's crazy. Um, 
I think whoever you are, there's no right and wrong way. There there can be a wrong way, it, but it all depends on the vibes with that person. Like, for example, let's say you're talking to a chick, and depending on that situation, you know, some some people be sitting there texting all day, texting all day, texting all day. But I, I think at the end of the day, like, people don't have, it's not personal enough. Mm-hmm. I think that it, people, they text too much and they don't, do say enough in person yeah you know what i mean it takes away from the situation so my thing is i could text the chick but i'm not gonna blow her fucking phone up all day long yeah one i'm busy at work and two it's just like man like you gotta think about it from a woman's perspective too because first of all when you meet a chick she's not just talking to you there's other guys and they're all doing the same exact shit yeah they're all saying they're, they're sending good morning text and all this sappy fucking shit all day long. Good night. Good night. Good morning. Beautiful. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Gorgeous. Let me tell you something. If I'm gonna compliment you, I'm gonna do it in person so you could see like how genuine it is. There's certain things I rather do in person so you could really catch my vibes. And when I text you something like it's gonna be something short and sweet, not something super long, and write you a fucking paragraph worth of stuff to make your brain hurt when you read it yeah and i'm not and i'm not a true believer in having to text somebody every day i think it's all a vibe like you know what i'm saying like why do i need to text you all day every day if if you know we not on bad terms and everything's cool what's the point you know what I'm saying? yeah every day and it and, and keep this in mind especially if it's not like it's not your wife or nothing like that. Like you just meeting the chick. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. This 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 shit is just it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a intricate thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. They're only now, like recently, starting to do um, real studies on it. Um, you know, guys with PhDs finally starting to you know dive into it and uh, do studies on you know communication through social media and texting and stuff like that. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird. I know. Um, I remember some girl was trying to, I don't know, I guess she really liked me. And um, I would go, you know, I was in school, so I would go, you know, a few days or maybe it, it was like, it was a few days without, you know, actually like communicating or like I, I would leave a text. I would accidentally like read a text and then forget to respond and stuff like that. And um she would get like every time I would talk to her again, she would get mad. Like, oh my gosh, you haven't talked to me in so long. Like, um, I just think this isn't really working and stuff like that. And I was just like, like whatever. But <laughs> the main thing, the point that I was trying to like explain to her is like, first of all, like I'm in school and yeah. you know stuff is going on. But more importantly, like you don't have to talk to someone every day. No, I told don't. her I was like, yeah, I don't even talk to my mom every day. Yeah. And like I love her way more than I love you. All <laughs> 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 right. So you gotta chill. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a vibe, mm-hmm. but you gotta understand. Like we live in a world where people are very needy. Yeah, they're very needy. They need they need constant gratification. Mm-hmm. Oh, he likes me. Oh, he likes me. Oh, and it's just like over and over yeah. and over. And my thing is this: like, I I think this is my philosophy because I've made a mistake doing it to where. You know, you you think that you think that somebody wants you to 
you know, text them throughout the day. Hey, what's going on? It gets repetitive. Hey, what you doing? How you doing? What are you doing today? I just think that the, the, those things in general, and I have a great personality, but at the same time, like displaying that personality through text is just like a waste of time. Yeah. I, I'd much rather send you something with, you know, some comic relief, make you laugh a little bit, and then you go about your day, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when we actually meet up in person, you know, you could really get some genuine laughs in. Most people just be texting all day long. Yeah. And then some people that don't even know how to text, they be like, always say the same thing. W-Y-D, what you doing? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is literally Yeah, you most... have a conversation. Like, through, like if you're texting someone throughout the day, you're going to just run out of stuff to talk about. You and then, like, that's when that, you know, repetitiveness will enter the frame. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's stupid. You know, the, the saddest, most sad part about it, if you really want to get to know somebody, you're never going to know them on text. Mm-hmm. Via text, you can, never, you can never know a person. Like, if you're trying to get to know someone, I don't give a fuck if you text all day. You will never get to know them. The most genuine way to know someone is over the phone or in person. Yeah. Because over the phone... You gotta you gotta do shit on the fly. Like everything is way more genuine. You talking about stuff. You switching topics. You just you're describing how your day went, and it's it's much more elaborate than a text. Mm-hmm. A text is a text is for convenience. Yeah. It's not for a main line. It's not a main line of communication. That's what people don't understand. They'd be like, just text me. Just text me. First of all, I ha- I work a very demanding job. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be texting your fucking ass all day. If I do text you and you don't respond, like, you know, within a certain time, I'm not tripping, but I got responsibilities. I'm yeah. not I'm not going to be driving a fucking big rig and texting your ass. Yeah. You know, the closest people in my life, we talk on the phone. Yeah. You know, and if you consider yourself important, then fucking call me. Yeah. I have no problem talking to you. I have a headphone set and I'm in the truck. We can talk. But when I'm off work, I don't even like texting that much then because it's my time. I don't get a whole lot of time to myself like that. Yeah. So I like to relax, chill. I don't want to spend all my goddamn day texting you all day about some shit. Yeah. I, I think more like the older that I've gotten, I've become like we're less reliant on, mm-hmm. you know, like texting, like communicating through text. Exactly. I know like in high school or like, you know, like freshman year in college and stuff. You know, I'm, I was constantly trying to like yeah communicate with yes. different people or the girls or yeah. whatever through through text message. But the older I've gotten, I'm just like, um, just talking to someone every now and then is like enough for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like te- you know, texting your friends like a few times throughout the week and then yeah. like, but they're like your best friends, not like you know just cordial people, like people exactly. you know, you know. You know their parents and stuff like that, but it's just like it's always. So I guess like the older you get, like the less you really need to communicate with people, and yeah. you know, like it's still genuine, but you just don't need to Bruh. be like, bruh. Like, let me give you a prime example. Your brother, mm-hmm. your brother is like, <clears throat> he's not even like my best friend. He's like my brother. Yeah. Okay, love him to death. Great guy, man. Known him for I don't know eight or what eighteen years now. So That's crazy. it's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But when we talk on the phone, we could we could not talk on the phone for two weeks. And when we get on that phone, it's like we pick up where we left off. Yeah. Like, that's my dog. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we talk about this is my best friend. Why am I going to waste my time with some chick that I just met 
texting her all day long to like <laughs> to like show her something. Like if the vibe is good, we're gonna pick up where we left off. Yeah. So I don't gotta text you every day. I don't wanna like go with too long without having any contact. Cause then that's not cool. That's like ignoring somebody. Yeah. You know, but every day, like it ain't gonna be fresh. Mm-hmm. You're not even giving yourselves a chance to miss each other. <laughs> that's real. You know, you, you know yeah. it's like it's almost like somebody. It's, it's like somebody always being up under you all the time. Yeah. They just always, how you doing? What you doing? Doing that, and then com- commenting or communicating on social media, and then the text messaging, and then all this. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of times to be closer to people, you gotta be apart. Yeah, that's real. Because if you always around it, ain't nothing new, ain't nothing stimulating. You ain't bringing nothing stimulating to that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the what's the real what's the real objective there? Yeah, I say I I think more or less text you should use that for setting like setting stuff up. Yeah, like you know you could text you know see how things are going, but it's more or less like hey you know you know I like to see you you know boom y'all meet up and then you do all the talking. It's like the especially it's different with me because I'm old. Well, I'm not old, but I'm 33, so yeah. I'm at a certain age where we didn't have them fucking cell phones when I was a kid. We we talked. Yeah, and even when I even in high school. We talked. We didn't have a. Uh, we had cell phones. But we had the old black and white phones. I was telling this. I was telling this one person. I was like, I think I had to like relearn how to talk on the phone. Damn. Because that's like deep. when I was a kid, like in elementary school, I used to talk on the phone a lot. And then, um, well, part of it is like I'm an introvert, so sometimes <laughs> I just don't like. I don't feel like talking to people. But like. <laughs> You don't but, talk to many. You talk, but not to yeah. everybody. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, that well, that's part of it. Like, you tend to only want to talk to people that like you're closest with, like your family and stuff. But, yeah. um, but, like, I would talk on the phone a lot in elementary, and then I got to junior high when, you know, people started getting cell phones and stuff like that. And then, like, um, like I went to a new school, and like I didn't really know too many people, so I just stopped kind of talking on the phone in. And then when I got to um, when I got to high school, um, I just kind of forgot how to talk on the phone. Like I didn't even, I don't know. I just had to like relearn all the way over again after high school, and it was just like that. You know, that's kind of just how it is growing up in this day and age. So I know there's probably kids growing up now that you know they have cell phones in elementary school and they text their friends all the time. And, you know, they kind of lack, um, they kind of lack one aspect of their communication, communication skills. It's crazy. There it is. Oh, too slow. Freaking spider. You didn't get it. I didn't? No, you didn't. You sure about that? Yeah, I seen it. Well, hopefully it doesn't crawl and bite me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think, uh, I think, um. That's kind of sad. They got to relearn how to use uh, a phone. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love people that actually talk on the phone. It's a lost art. Just talking in general is a lost art. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that don't have that gift of gab to have a conversation. Yeah. So I mean, it's just one of those things, man. Um, even the podcast itself. It's like a lost art to talk. 
and people actually listen. If it's not some 30-second skit or some shit, people really don't have, you know, the... Hold on one second. Nah, don't worry about it. Dude. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. If it's not some 30-second skit or some vine or some shit, people don't have the attention span to listen to it. Yeah. So this podcast has been going on for a while, and this is more or less for people who enjoy a uh, pretty pretty good conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, man. The the texting thing, though. Uh, any... I, I can't give any advice on that because we, huh? we were going to talk about uh, like etiquette, I guess you would oh, say. Oh yeah, well etiquette, yeah. We kind of, we kind of, we kind of went in yeah. on that though too. But I think from from like when it comes to uh, like relationship perspective, or yeah, a guy trying to talk to a girl or a girl trying to yeah. talk to a guy. Um, yeah, we, we kind of touched on it, but you know, just be mindful. You have to be aware, like you have to be really aware. Yeah, of how things are going. Like if a Definitely. girl is um, taking forever to respond, or yeah, that's true. If you know, she, you guys are going like two. You may you go you go a few texts back and forth, and then you know she just kind of doesn't respond the rest of the day and never responds. And then you talk to her again on another day, and then it's two or three texts, and then she doesn't respond. She's probably you know not really that interested. And Possibly, yeah. I think most people, even myself, I don't really have like the uh, the the gumption to be like, just stop talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> like I would just be like, probably just ignore you, or you know what I mean, just talk to you. Like I would do the same thing. I would just send you a few texts and then be like, I'm kind of tired of talking to this person, and then stop talking. Um, but at the same time, like. More times than not, I will respond to text messages. Sometimes, it just depends on the situation. Yeah, it, some people don't get a clue though. That yeah, that's true. Yeah. But there, there's also situations where there's some people that don't text all day either. Yeah. Some people they more or less um, it's short and sweet, um, mm-hmm. nothing too elaborate. Yeah. And they're not people that have. It's like they need someone to compliment their personality in order to really like have one. Yeah, and especially when you meet the people in person and you're really having conversation back and forth, it's cool. But some people just don't, especially older people. Not like old, but like a little older than me mm-hmm. or around my age. We didn't really grow up in that text messaging era. We text. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it gets old. I also take into consideration people's schedules. I don't expect for them to get right back to me. Yeah, you know, people have uh, jobs and families and. You know, kids and all kinds of shit. Yeah. But I, I, I will say this, though. Anyone who genuinely likes you will get back to your ass. No yeah. matter how busy they are, what they're doing, if they consider you of somewhat of a priority, they're going to get back to you. That's real. If you're going, my thing is, is if a chick's going hours without fucking texting me back, then I'm just going to consider it a loss because I, I know this much. I know that women have their phone, men, everybody has their phone on them. 24 fucking 7. Yeah. And even if they're busy, people have other things they have to pay attention to, which requires them having their phone. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, you know, people are not going to, they're not going to have the balls to be like, hey, you know, you know, you know, I appreciate it if you don't text me here. They're not going to do that because it's going, it's going, it's doing too much. Yeah. They're more or less going to, they want you to pick up a hint that, you know, I'm not going to text you anymore. Yeah. You know? And it's no big deal because you need to understand this, man. 
like I think I said before, whenever you meet anyone, they're talking to other people. And there, and if if you're not getting that energy, there is someone else that is. Mm-hmm. So they're just thinking like, you know, you're just a guy texting me. I already like somebody else. We're still texting back and forth. Let me just text this other dude back five hours later, so he don't text me no more. Yeah, because I'm already knowing that happens. Yeah, and it has happened to me before, a few times. And you've probably done the same thing too. Yeah, it, well, yeah, I probably have. I haven't responded right away, but I just responded with an energy. I I try to keep it respectful, though, yeah. you know. I keep it respectful to where it's like not the next day or some stuff. It's better not even to reply then. Just I keep... ain't gonna front. I got a couple messages on Snapchat that I still ain't open. Yet. Oh God, damn! <laughs> it's been a few. It's been like some days. Damn. That's but bad. but 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 to be fair, like um, like generally, I would I will respond no matter if it's like. You know, like there could be a girl that may find you attractive or maybe want to want to be friends with you. Just not not even like on a like a relationship level. They yeah. just like talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, f- for the most part, like I'll you know, I will I will engage. But sometimes I just don't really want to put energy into that. If exactly. it's not really going anywhere. Exactly. Like I don't really care to have like a girlfriend. Yeah. So. That's just kind of... It's a vibe, though, man. Yeah. Like, it's it's all a vibe. Mm-hmm. You, you, get, you can't allow... You can't allow what's... Like, this... You can't allow what society wants you to believe in this ideology, you know, oh, what well, if you need to text, do this, say this, this. It's no real exact right way. It's just... It's just a form of etiquette that you take and you apply it towards people and everyone's different. Yeah. You know, there's some people that want to text you all the time and that's their personality and that's what they want to do. Yeah. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, but damn, you know, for the most part, just don't expect don't expect people to like you like that. That's real. Like, don't expect, and if they don't like you, it's okay. Even if a girl give you her number. Or that doesn't mean versa. shit. Yeah. That don't mean shit. Some people just feel pressure to give yeah. you their number. Yeah. And they just be like, that, not even respond. That is why I do this. You know how many years it's been since I asked a woman for her number? I don't ever ask women for their number. Yeah. I give them minds. Mm-hmm. You know why? I don't want to be the dude that you gave me your number and I text you in the middle of you either one talking to some other dude or you stressing out about something and you look at my text and you're like, oh, fuck. And you don't text me back for fucking eight hours later. Hey, what's up? Yeah. I'd rather you text me when it's on when I'm on your mind because I gave you my number. So when you hit me up, it's coming from a much more organic place. Cause That's see, real. the funny thing about all these dudes, what they don't realize is they are doing the exact same shit as the last fucking seventy dudes that approached that girl. Mm-hmm. You can make yourself stand out by not doing that same shit. And the funny thing about all those dudes. As I guarantee you, a big, a vast majority of them look better than I do. Yeah. Not because I have a confidence, but I'm just saying, they probably look better than me or whatever, Mm -hmm. but they don't have what I have. I have the ability to actually engage in a good conversation, not make people all uncomfortable, not be rushing them and fucking putting them on the spot. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. A lot of people, that's what they do. I'd rather not do that. You know, if your vibe is to, if you if you want to rock out with me, cool. If you don't, I respect it either way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I think um, one, one thing, um, 
if it, if you're if you're a guy out there and you're you're trying to pursue women in in any capacity or you know you're looking for a girlfriend or something like that and your your initial communication is through like a social media or something like that i would just advise you to at least try to talk on the phone some people that's real that's a good point some people um you know you'll find some girls and you know some guys if you're a girl or whatever you know there's it's this is difficult having these kind of conversations about <laughs> relationships in 2018 because we're so used to being like guys and girls and then girls and guys but you know yeah. whatever whatever you like um yeah. just um you know you, you'll you'd be surprised how many people like talking on the phone and how many oh, people yeah. prefer it over texting some people but you got to be worth it yeah 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 got to be worth it you got to make the initial contact they got to know you ain't gonna be a certain type of dude on the phone yeah you have to be able to hold a conversation. Mm-hmm. So, if you can do that, and you know, and even if you can't, you know, just the ability, or just the, you know, just the, um, just bringing up the idea is almost a step in the right direction. Oh yeah, because you know, some people like, some people can appreciate that. And you could, you could shock some women when you call them. Like yeah. you'll call them, and even if they don't answer and they return the call, they'd be like, "Um, did you call me?" But you know, they think it's yeah. like by accident. Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, no, I just called you, saying, say how you're doing." Yeah. Like, "Oh, I'm good," and then you start talking. They start enjoying the conversation. Yeah. And then that's the crazy thing about it because nobody calls anyone anymore. Everybody has it. They've appropriated being antisocial. Mm-hmm. They can have a phone in their hand that they can use to call you with. But they rather look at your text and just be like, oh, I'll text them back and probably later. Oh. I remember, remember we used to have minutes? Oh, yeah. And people would be mindful of, you know, how many minutes they talking on yep. the phone or how many text messages they had. Everybody I remember had, it would be, yeah. it would be so lopsided. Like, you would do more talking on, you would do more talking on the phone than texting. And then, like, you know, fast forward to 2018, it's like, people have unlimited everything now. And then it'd be like, a billion text messages in 20 minutes of talking on the phone if you look at the phone bill. Oh, wow. Not that, you know, drastic, but still, yeah. like, you know, it's just, it's, it's a crazy world. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, man. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a lot. I mean, in, in that topic in itself, it's just, I don't know, man. And it, the people are so mixed up, you know, like, oh... This is, and they be posting like a little memes like this is this is what I want my boyfriend to text me and it'd be some sappy bullshit. Women don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> all these little kissy emojis and all of this like man, we grown man. Ain't nobody texting mm-hmm. you that shit. Yeah. Like if I care about if I if I care about you know a woman, I'm gonna she's gonna know because she's gonna be able to see me in person and know my. But I don't gotta send you kissy face emojis. That's like what teenage girls do. Yeah, you know, that's if, if I've ever seen some shit like that, it was more or less as like comic relief. It wasn't like legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you got anything else, brother? Nah, that's all, man. Hey, man. Well, I mean, this has been a pretty long podcast, man. I appreciate everyone for hanging in there. You know, I know it's not easy listening to me sometimes. Um, I know, uh, I know you probably hate me. <laughs> but, uh, fucking around nah man definitely appreciate the support I'm getting some good uh, reviews back man people saying hey man I shared it you know hey if you like this then actually hit the like button or the heart button and share it man 
Yeah. Um, if you don't like it, then please don't heart it or share it. I only want people that genuinely like the, 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 the content to do it. Yeah. And even if you took the time to listen, I thank you for listening, by the yeah. way. And if you're a girl out there and you look good, my number is 66. Six. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm just playing. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. Appreciate hey. the listens. Hey, but real talk, though. Hey, hey uh, Keith, Keith is a, he's a handsome guy. He looked like Idris Elba. <laughs> he wants y'all to know he's eligible. So. College degree is educated man. Just got his degree. And smart black man, Black Panther. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, boy. Hey, once again, you've been listening to the Trucker's Mind podcast, man. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. Hey, man, y'all have a great one. Peace.